welcome to this conversation brought to you by White House Custom Color. I'm Jed Toffer, and today I get to speak with the one and the only Dane Sanders. Hey, brother. Jedness. It is so good to be here, man. <laughs> oh, this is like this is like top of the heap for me. I'm I'm a little nervous to speak with you. <laughs> oh, you're silly. You're just silly. Well, we've been we're like we're like friends and brothers, man. We've been friends. It's been what a million years. We've been friends now. Well, we and met. We're just getting started. We met at 2009, I think, at Image Explorations. Um, it remember it had something to do with a a wolf head that we put in your shower. Is that does that ring a bell to you? I yes, it does. <laughs> I'm I'm still scarred from the experience, but <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't know you. I just that that's how I met you. Is that Kevin Kubota said, "Hey, we should put this terrifying wolf's head." It was a demonic wolf's head. We should do this. Put this in this Dane Sander guy's his his shower. And I was like, "Okay, let's do it." And and that's how yeah, yeah. that's how it happened. There's two things to notice about that, Jed. First, you need better friends than Kevin Kubota, and <laughs> and and second, you might want to give a little bit more thought to these kinds of things. I mean, what if I was raised by wolves and that was my mom? Like, there, there's so much that could have gone sideways in that in that move. You know, like, I whatever. I totally my thing is I trusted him completely in that <laughs> first moment. mistake, and and I was really lucky that you are the good man that you are. Honestly, um, I I'm a little nervous to speak with you. One of my best friends was a therapist, and I always thought that he was analyzing me. So we'd we'd joke about it, and he'd say that he wasn't, but I think he was, just by force of habit. And I feel like you're so experienced with podcasts and podcasting, and you're so very, very good at conversing in general that you'll be critiquing me in your mind in real time this whole time. Like, that's what's going through my brain. So if I was silent... <laughs> For a long time. The dead air is terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) You're easily one of the very best conversationalists I've ever met. You're a great listener and thinker. Hey, can we just, can we just agree? Like, let's lower the bar. This is ridiculous. Come on. No, you're authentic. (laughs) And you know what? You're really gifted at helping people release their tears. Hmm. And why do you think that is? I want, I'd like to know why you're so good at getting people to ball their eyes out. I've seen it time and time again. Hmm. What what is what's the deal? What do you think of it? I know what I think of it. What do you think of it? Well, you know, I've logged some tears in my life mm-hmm. and uh you know, birds of a feather, I think there's something to be said for folks who've been super generous to me and um have created kind of space for realness. I mean, life's hard, man. And mm-hmm. I just think that um, in our the world we're living in that's it's speeding up so quickly, it just seems like there's not as much space as there used to be to be fully human. And emotions are just kind of part of life, I think. Uh, and I, it's a gift for me when people have just built a little bit of, of space or context for me to be real. And if in that realness I'm angry or sad or really happy or laughing or like the whole... I, I, I'm, I, I don't know if people just cry. Like maybe they're crying around me because, you know, they're, <laughs> I'm a horrible conversationalist. <laughs> they're just trying to end it. That's very possible. They just want to get out. But, uh, 
Yeah, but, and I, I'm hoping that there's other other parts to the conversation. Like I, <laughs> I, I, one of my favorite things is to be with somebody in the full, like the full spectrum. You think of, you know, we're in the creative mm-hmm. fields. So you can, you have a full spectrum of things. Like I like a broad dynamic range. And uh, if you can be like gut wrenching, laughing, and then crying, and like that's the full. Well, no, I certainly, you know what I'm saying? I certainly don't mean to imply that you're like this Georgie Porgy that makes everybody <laughs> cry every time. No, that's that's certainly not the case. But you have a gift. You are able to get you are able to get to the heart of the matter fairly quickly. Mm. And people mm. feel this feel this ability or maybe this the safety to open mm. up to you. Right? Mm. I mean that that's how I've experienced you. Mm. Maybe I'm just speaking oh. for myself. No, I, I like I, I like that idea. I think it's hard. It's fun. Like you and I, you and I've talked off air about this organization that I love so much, this, this thing called Alpha mm-hmm. and uh, Alpha, for those who are unfamiliar, is this, um, it's a faith-based organization actually started in London, England. And, uh, you know, Christians aren't famous for creating safe space for people. It's tragic. Cause <laughs> no. I mean, that's what, that's what we're no, supposed they're, to be about. They're famous but, for other, um, for, for doing the opposite. Uh, actually other things right right people feeling shame or badness mm-hmm. or whatever and one of the reasons why i like alpha so much is because that's all they do they just create like a safe space for people to be real and honest and um and uh and just kind of get the last word where they're not being talked at yeah people are just with each other mm-hmm. and that i mean making people feel safe is so such a big part of that but it's funny it, it reminds me a little bit years ago i did uh uh, I wrote a couple of books and I was traveling quite a bit for an extended season. And, um, I would do these at the end of every, like a workshop or whatever. I do these things called faith and photography, <laughs> kind of horrible name. I need to work on my branding. I think but I remember we, that. We, actually. It was really fun. Cause it was, it was totally optional. Didn't have to participate and people would show up. And the point was like, Hey, you know, even if you're an atheist that there's, there's, it's a big, it has a huge, the, the non-physical parts of our life is affecting our, our lives all the time. Like what we think, our worldview and that sort of thing. And we get together and we didn't really have a huge agenda apart from just sharing like, hey, so what is your tradition and what, you know, why do you believe what you believe? And that was the whole point of it. It was way before I ever heard of Alpha and Alpha does a much better job. But <laughs> I remember, I, I remember I was in Connecticut and I was with, uh, do you know Seshu up in Connecticut? He's a, old time photographer been around for a while the name sounds very familiar actually yeah i think you might you might see him online Mm -hmm. quite a bit great guy well he he came to our the workshop in boston and we were um uh in this conversation i went to him first i said okay so says she what what's your faith tradition he goes well i'm i'm a hindu and i said oh great well what does that mean to you man he goes well i have great parents and i love my parents and they raised me really really well and if well, they're Hindu, so I'm Hindu. Mm-hmm. And if they were if they were Catholic, I'd probably be Catholic. Mm-hmm. Like he just was kind of straight about it. Sure. And I was like, that that, that makes sense. Right. Man. And I said, thanks for sharing. Right. And then went to the went to the next guy, and we'll call him Frank. His name really wasn't Frank, but we'll call him okay. Frank. And I said, so Frank, what's your tradition? He goes, I'm a Christian. And I said, oh well, what does that mean to you? And he said, well, I just believe what comes around goes around, <laughs> and energy. <laughs> And, uh, like this, what you do in this life really affects the next life. And, and all of a sudden say she breaks into the conversation. He goes, Oh, Frank, I think you're a Hindu. That's <laughs> <laughs> <It was> awesome. <laughs> That's fantastic. I was just thinking to myself, 
Wait a second. I think you got the Hindu mixed up there. <laughs> That's fantastic. I, I do. Yeah. I think I remember you doing those. Um, yeah, they were fun. I, I wish I did them more because I, I just think life, especially for these boutique business owners, man, where where you got you to gotta fight for space like that, don't you think? Like it just seems like it's getting in shorter and shorter supply these now days more despite than all, ever. all the activities now don't you think absolutely. yeah absolutely now more than ever and and social things like social media are just exasperating in my opinion mm-hmm. the situation in mm-hmm. media in general um, i yeah I and the pa- and the pace too like it, you kind of have to slow down a little bit if you're going to feel safe and if you're if you're running at breakneck sp- speed or you're constantly editing or curating everything you're putting out. And I do that. I mean, it's kind of built into what a social media post mm-hmm. is, but it doesn't, I don't feel fully the fullness of who I am in those spaces. I need, I need other space. Maybe I'm just needy though, Jed. That's, that's highly possible. It might just be me and my neediness. <laughs> yeah. You and your neediness. That, <laughs> I don't know if I'd go that route. Well, I'll, I'll let you have that one though. Okay, you, you know what? I, your, your topic everyone's been choosing their topics here is was how business owners get paralyzed by what's next. And I, I love it uh, because it plays it. Well, it plays on one of my biggest issues myself, which is fear. Um, and how I've always, I, I didn't always think this, I came to learn this, I believe through our own business was that fear can motivate or paralyze. Is that is that fair to say for you? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I remember I have a uh, for a while I was teaching up at a liberal arts college up in Santa Barbara, California, a place called Westmont College, and the basketball coach there is amazing. He he took all of these underperforming guys and put them in a system and just got the ran a Princeton offense and just did amazing. They just did so well. And I uh, I remember asking him one time like what what was it? How did he get such an amazing performance out of these, these young athletes? And, and he would say, um, fear (laughs) that, uh, he, he was, he was, he was real about it. He was like, yeah, they, they're terrified of me. (laughs) Uh, and I, but I, I appreciated his honesty, but it, it speaks to what you're saying. Like fear really can fuel a lot of productivity and activity and running around and chasing stuff. I don't think it's the best fuel. I think it's pretty low grade fuel, Uh but but it's a fuel. Uh-huh. Um, but I think the other side of it's tr- true as well. I mean, I know for me, you get the right ingredients and you add a little fear. I, I, I'm about as paralyzed as I can imagine. I, uh, I just freeze up once I pass a certain threshold. Like a puddle of mush and, on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Is, yeah. Is, is, <laughs> is what I can turn into. Yeah. And that's what's so tough about the moment we live in is, is, you know, there's never been so much stuff. Like we have just access to stuff, ideas, workshops, conferences, insights, opinions, comments, mm. reviews. Like it just goes on and on and on and on. And for me, it's not like it's not like I'm tra- I'm in scarcity and I can't figure out like what are my options. It's I have so many options. Mm. It's I, I'm I'm peaking all the time. It's like I don't know what I don't know how to discern an abundance of of interactivity yeah. and, and options yeah. along those lines. Yeah. And so is, so, so is it a big, is a big piece of it separating the wheat from the chaff or what do you, what do you do? Well, I th- that's the right question, right? Is, is, uh, okay. So all these options are, they just are like, it's not like they're going away anytime soon. No. Un- unless, uh, 
people make the decision to build constraint into their life where they, they actually limit, they put a cap on the amount of kind of stuff coming their way. And, you know, the power of marketing and all these different things that are happening these days, like if you, if you don't do that, it, you know, you're not going to be running your life. Your life's going to be running you. It's, it's just a, an on, onslaught. And, and you're seeing this all the time now. You're seeing this reaction now just on a consumer level where people are talking about how do I limit my social media or how, uh, you know, I'm, I'm constantly connected, but I'm actually in very few conversations, mm -hmm. like real conversations with people and like this. And um, I there's a, a great little book called The TechWise Family that this guy named Andy Crouch wrote where he was so clever. Like he basically just said, look, technology is amazing. It's this incredibly powerful thing but let's put it in its proper place. Let's constrain our lives. So he, he invites people to think about what would it look like to constrain like screens in such a way that one hour a day, like nothing, like abstinence from screens, and then one day a week, abstinence from screens, and then one week a year, maybe two, abstinence from screens, like full on, like not available kind of thing. Not because it's bad but because it's it's overwhelming and uh that that has this kind of grounding effect and in your people are like oh my gosh this is revolutionary <laughs> uh and and it is it is in our day because the idea of taking a rest it's tough but uh, but otherwise yeah i i i pity myself and i pity all business owners in particular where it's like with all these options not just technology and community like communication messages but with all these options at our disposal, how do you pick? How do you decide what that is? And I think it, I think part of it is kind of getting perspective, kind of rising above and looking over the whole of the things that are coming your way, maybe getting clear on what are the questions you're actually trying to answer with all these options. And and just make sure that you're controlling that conversation. You're deciding, okay, so I'm gonna I can actually like a spigot, I can turn kind of the flow of ideas on and off. Uh, but if I, oftentimes I think that the onslaught isn't just paralyzing, it actually, it it puts me in a place of almost like a daydream. Like I'm just kind of day, daydreaming through life sometimes and uh, sleepwalking maybe. And when I'm in that kind of state of automatic, I'm not very trustworthy <laughs> or helpful <laughs> uh, as a business owner. Cause all of a sudden, like all these things coming at me, people, I'm getting sold all the time. Uh, I even if it's a B2B, business to business kind of offering that could really help my business, I'm not even in a place where I could take advantage of it. So I, I found, I think step one is kind of get some perspective, get some space, some air to get really clear on what is the question that needs answering? What's going to be the most helpful thing? And then, and then number three, and this is the good news. Once you're clear on those first two, you can get right to the point and get like the number one, numero uno solution for what you want. And it's never been easier to get access to it once you know what you're looking for. Like, I love what you're doing here, Jed, with this podcast. This is one of my favorite ideas uh, you've ever had. You, and you've had a few of them that I like a lot. And and what did you do? You you got this, which you do this all the time. You don't get, you somehow have this kind of uh, ability to get clear on, okay, what am I, what am I doing? You keep it simple. What am I doing? And who could I reach out to to get what I need to get that accomplished? Mm. And then you get it done. And it's it sounds simple, but it's just really hard because all the while you have these rogue waves coming at you 
uh, telling, oh, no, I think you need to do this mm-hmm. way or I think this is the right way mm-hmm. to do it. Uh, but it, that's what it's, that's what occurs to me. What what how do you deal with the onslaught of paralysis by analysis, I, all of it coming your way? I, I have to step away from it. I have to. I, I don't know any other way to do it. Like like you. you so your first step is to uh, gain a perspective. Is that right? Yeah. So when I say okay, so when I say I step away from it, I'm like you were talking about the screen abstinence, and my little screen addict is freaking out inside of me. When you're like an hour a day of screens, I'm like, well, then I can't binge Stranger Things anymore, and that stinks. Or I can't even watch a full feature film because they are generally an hour and a half to two and a half hours long, and I only have an hour a day, and I'm not going to split it over two days. Oh. Oh, no, forgive me. I'm not saying you only get a screen an hour a day. I mean, for an hour a day, there's no screen. So you still have 23 hours, man. You, you got plenty of time. You got plenty of time. He's like, the bar is so low here. Like, he's literally just saying, try not to look at a screen for an hour. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, so, See, my little... I put you in a state. I, I put you in a state oh, of duress. This is horrible. Scared. I'm a bad no, no, friend, no, Jed. Scared, I'm a bad I friend. Your little boy heard it differently. <laughs> You know, I'm, I'm hearing my mom and dad say you get an hour of TV and then it's, you know, no more. So, yeah. All right. Those so are, those so are that, funny that helps me a little bit. But what I what I'm getting at is I agree with the perspective thing. One hundred percent. It for me, it's hmm. absolutely necessary to put myself in a position where I can gain some perspective. And so. Hmm. For me, that generally involves um, being grateful. Is that being grateful, being thankful, like stopping whatever I'm doing, looking around um, and considering things like my family, my children, um, Hmm. that I have a home that's heated, um, that I can go to the store. This just happened yesterday because I took my daughter to the store. And it hit me that here I am walking around in this store. It's wonderful. And you know what? I wanted a steak. So you know what I did? I bought a steak. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it, it, it struck me. That, you know, I, we've been to a few different places in the world, some of them tremendously impoverished. Yeah. You can't do what I did yesterday in a lot of these places. Yeah. Um, and And the majority of the people living in some of those areas it doesn't even enter their mind to be able to do something like that. And here I am just waltzing around in this store. Mm-hmm. And, there, you know, my biggest question is, well, do I want a ribeye or do I want a filet? I don't, I, which yeah. one am I going to do? And it, and, it, and it struck me then um, that I am in this position to even be able to do this and how incredible it is. And, and really to a degree, I, there's a responsibility there. And for me, part of that responsibility involves the act of checking checking myself and gaining that perspective on a regular basis. Because you can come out of it so fast. Oh yeah, yeah. It's not a it's not an event, is it? It's a habit. It's it's absolutely like, a habit. Yeah, perfect. It's not an event. That's a fantastic way to put it. I think a habit. Yes. Yeah. Be- because because you can come out of it, and then it's as if it never happened. You know what I mean? Mm. I, I find myself sitting I at do. a restaurant and, and my steak comes back uh, maybe a little bit over medium. And I'm like, hey, 
I ordered this medium rare and I hardly see any pink. You know, and I and and I'm thinking about sending and and what in the world am I really thinking then in those situations? Like, yeah. come on, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I like that first step. Yeah. All that to say, I really like that first step because I, I can say from experience that it is absolutely necessary for me to do that first. You know, what's funny though is let's say let's say uh uh the like the stuff coming your way has already got you like because there's another option too like i i have a hunch there's some folks listening who are like yeah that sounds great if i had stopped yesterday afternoon like and gotten that space that would have been great but i'm i'm already hooked like i am just undone about x y or you know z and as that's coming my way what do i do then and i, I that part that's actually more real for me because when i have enough you know, sanity to get perspective. Um, you know, I, I was, I was fine. You know, I, it's more like when I'm like scared, like in your case, walking around the grocery store, like if you actually are starving, like you just haven't eaten in a couple of days and you're like, Oh, I'm starving. It's a different proposition. You're, you've gone from a first world problem to a yes. third world problem and it feels very, yeah, very different. Mm-hmm. And, and, and when I, I'm kind of overwhelmed with my feelings, in that sense, it's interesting. My wife and I talk about this all the time. Tammy, we, we talk about uh, the hypothalamus hijack. So like, you know, in the, our, if you picture the back of your mm-hmm. neck, the, the stem mm-hmm. of your brain, uh, that's where all of my feeling right. happens. Um, and then above that, uh, theoretically, all my thinking happens so my mm-hmm. neocortex. But if, if I have um, surges of overwhelm, my, my hypothalamus uh, takes over. It just kind of grabs hold of, I don't get the chance to think about in a meta kind of way where I have perspective and I can have a chance to say that I'm grateful. I'm just, I'm undone. I'm, I, all, I see red if I'm angry or I'm just, I feel desperate. I feel hopeless. And when I get hijacked like that, uh, according to the neuroscience I've read, you're kind of, you're kind of screwed. Like you can't really stop that like on a dime. But what you can do is you can slow the train down. So like, even, again, this is one of the reasons why I love what you're doing with the show is because just listening to this show is a chance for people to slow the train mm. down. They're just, they're just getting just, they can be overwhelmed. They, they don't know what to do. Well, I don't know. I'm going to listen to Jed because <laughs> when Jed talks, I slow down just a smidge and Jed, I'm not lying. Like you do this with me in life. That's why I, every time I get anywhere near a state you're in, I call you and say, can we hang out and bring Vicky? Cause I'll like you even more if that happens. So um, but that's what, that's what I need to do is I need, I need to at least, I need to either stop and get space or if I can't stop, at least mm. slow down, but I need to create some options for me. Otherwise I'm just not a very good business owner or a very creative so it's person. An act, it's an act of or, will. Yes. Uh, will and body. And like, I, I want, I don't want to make, I, I need all of it. I need, I need to build it into my system. So I, I need, a, I need a set of habits. Sometimes I need an interruption, something like just a, an intervention, you know, some, sometimes, um, I need an event. Sometimes I just need community who care enough to check in and give me feedback that I'm kind of a nightmare right now. Like all those things are great options, but, but I, it left to my own devices in the world that we're in right now. I, you mentioned binging, you know, stranger mm. things. Mm. <laughs> like I, why would I stop at stranger things? There's so much to binge mm, right is, now. Oh my you goodness. know, there's so, so fantastic, you know, and terrifying and true all at the same time. At, at the same time. Like I, yeah, it's, uh, 
It's extraordinary, so how, how, the moment how that we're in. Are, that leads me to what I've been thinking as you've been saying some of this stuff. How important are other people, whether it's fellow business owners or friends or mentors or family? How, how important is that? How necessary is that? Life and death. Like, like cardiac arrest and mm. serious. I, I actually think even like the most significant introvert you could ever, if that's you at home right now, uh, you have an advantage over a lot of people, uh, you introverts out there, but uh, this isn't about introvert extrovert. I just think with, we are practicing as a society and culture how to be extraordinarily lonely. And humans weren't meant to be alone. Even though we're crazy connected, we've never been more lonely. We're practiced at being lonely. I can spend whole days, I'm picking on technology again, but I can spend whole days where I think I've connected to people. But if I look at my watch, it says I've done 800 steps. And that was just to go to the <laughs> toilet a couple of times. Yeah. Like I've not yeah. moved. And I've not, if you looked, if a, if a Martian came down and looked at my life, they'd say, well, actually you sat in a chair and stared at a square and uh -oh. pressed some buttons all day. Oh. And that, that, but that's our life. That's how we live. So if we don't have real people who know us, who check in with us, who are real with us, who can not just kind of, you know, flatter uh, or vilify, but actually can be real with each other. I just don't know how we're human. I don't know how we do it. So in the, what's great though, I think, especially for boutique businesses, and that's a lot of the folks that connect here um, and coming from the photo world. And I, I, we have a tremendous opportunity to, to kind of go old school, go village-like, mm -hmm. And, and just decide who are your people mm -hmm. and, and write them down on a piece of paper and double check that, that they think you're their people <laughs> and, and, uh, and just get after it. Now, you know, that for me, the gift back in the, you know, the, the wolfhead days when you tear the <laughs> crap out of me, uh, I, I knew pretty quick you were my people, man. Uh, and <laughs> even Kevin Kubota, I even love him. Like, even uh, that guy. <laughs> but even that guy. And what's great is, you know, now we have, you know, better part of a decade mm -hmm. under our belt and we're just getting yeah. started. But man, like we've also had in that decade, you know, amazing moments and hard moments. And, you know, when I think about you and Vic in Nepal and mm. a crazy time, that was just yeah. that was terrifying. That was and yeah. And and uh, and here we are, you know, you're you're still you're you're back at the grocery store yeah. buying well, steaks. Like yeah. how, how, you it, that, know? And that did not get lost on me. It's interesting, though. It's it's to, to connect the two, that was such a paralyzing time. And yet it was, I believe, um, in large part due to the support of so many other people um, that we reached out to and that reached out to us that helped us get through all that. We, we wouldn't have been able to do it alone. There's no question. We we needed other people. For yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, I think if people view others as optional, that's a problem. Mm. <laughs> and when I say, I would say others, like I, I just mean, it's got to be more than just, you know, your fo I'm followers. I remember um, early Twitter days, this is hilarious. And I, I will, this is a G rated show. So I will not use my, I like cussing a lot. I just like to be very careful <laughs> in the moment as to where and when I use it. And, uh, uh, they're so valuable to me. I want to save them for special <laughs> moments. But I, uh, 
I remember uh, I was so excited about uh, the Twitter and, and uh, you know, I got on early and I had some people mm. checking me out and I had followers. It was awesome. And Facebook said I couldn't have any friends, more. Yeah, that know, was that was the bar friends yeah. anymore. And oh, man, that was, you know, Ke- you know, Kenny, Kenny beat all of us. Uh, and, uh, and you guys don't know him. Poor Kenny. Uh, but uh, uh, long uh, sorry for all the inside jokes, friends. But uh, so so all of a sudden I come home from a conference or something and. Um, and, uh, Tam- I kept dropping to Tammy, like, Tammy, you should sign up for Twitter. Twitter's awesome. Timmer's Twitter's incredible. And she was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. She's blew it off. And, and, uh, she, one day I decided, well, I'll just sign her up. <laughs> I signed her up. I wrote a bunch of people and I got her some, some, <laughs> she had a hundred people following her on Twitter. She, you know, she never <laughs> even opened Twitter. You can actually, if you guys want it at home right now, you can go to. Uh, forward slash at Tammy Sanders, T-A-M-I. You'll see a handful of folks still there. Tammy's never, she's, ever, she's ever never, opened She never Twitter. opened it, much less tweeted. No, not even, no, 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 no. Uh, but uh, the reason actually you shouldn't go do that is because when I came back from the thing and I and I told her that uh, I had done this, she looked at me, and Tammy is not a cusser, but Tammy looked at me and she said, Dana, which is my real name, she said, Dana, I'm your wife. Not your effing fan, and I. She did not use the word effing either. She, and I had this. She denies it that she said this. I. I promise you, this happened. This happened, and I had this moment of clarity, where I went, "If I only know somebody because we mm. connect, when I get a Facebook notice that says mm. it's their birthday, they are not my friend, and it's not yeah. a bad thing." But, but if I think they're going to show up mm. at my funeral and take care of my mm. kids, if I get sick, right. I'm crazy. And so I better, who right. are my people? I got to figure yep. that stuff out, you mm. know? And I don't know. I, does that connect to you? Oh, does that resonate? Goodness. Yeah. I, one of my friends, uh, one of my real friends, my best, probably my best friend really, but we grew up with has, has always done it really well. In my opinion, he said, he says, I have my friends. And I have acquaintances. And he said, yeah. I have about six friends. <laughs> That's a big number. That's a big number. Well, well I mean, <laughs> he might have different metrics for his friends and acquaintances, but sure, he, sure. He's, no, it's, 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 it's he's, inner circle. Yes. It's his, it's his, yes. And yeah, then he's, right. he, I, I think there are some pluses to that because for him, if if you're a friend, that means that means something, you know. Like, like to 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 call all these people our friends, really. On one hand, uh, like you said, it's not bad, but really, on one hand, what it does is it lessens our friends. It lessens what that means, right? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like a real mm-hmm. a real relationship mm-hmm. with somebody. You know, it's the whole Seinfeld breathtaking episode, and for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. You know, Elaine gets called breathtaking by this guy, and then he calls something else breathtaking that's not breathtaking, and all the credibility <laughs> of the word breathtaking is has been zapped. You know, God. so yeah, but the friends, followers, you know, likes, loves now. You know, at the bar has been raised yeah, by the heart. Yeah. You know, and you and you look down and yeah. you say, oh, well, now I have loves. Well, I I hope I had more reactions that are hearts than I had that were likes. I mean, it gets in your brain, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's, well, it's, it is in your brain. It's dopamine. It's just dopamine mm-hmm. hits. And, and, uh, I heard Seth Godin talk recently about, uh, you can go for dopamine or you can go for serotonin. 
and serotonin. It's actually low grade, low, like slow. It's the, it's the kind of drug that actually, um, the more you get of it, uh, the slower you go and the more life gets better. Whereas dopamine, uh, it's more like every time you get a hit, uh, you'll never get a, as, as strong a hit as you had. And you're perpetually looking for that um, early high. So it's, it's, it's how I'm chasing the dopamine rush. And every time, you know, every technology is built to, to promote dopamine. Uh, there's not a lot of technologies out there saying, uh, we're giving this to you so you can slow down and be more present so and like, less distracted. it's like crack you know? and weed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I'm not, I don't know. I don't have I don't experience know. along don't those lines, so don't. The last time I smoked crack, <laughs> let me think about that. <laughs> from for, from uh, what I have read <laughs> and seen on the television programs, you know, like one 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 is a one is like a now and a bam, and so what you're saying essentially is that I should be going for the serotonin. Well, I think humans need serotonin. There's no sure. I get just think of supply and demand. I don't want to make any of these things bad. Although I think crack yes, probably crack is, is bad I, I, for the record. I, I, and and I and and it might be that weed's bad too. I don't know how it's going to play out, but I, my sense is that, um, from a supply and demand perspective, there's no shortage of dopamine-inducing mm. mm-hmm. opportunities, and from a supply and demand perspective, there is a massive shortage of yeah. serotonin right. opportunities, uh, and that's why you got to be intentional because someone else is is running the show if if you if you're not if you're not conscious, if you don't kind of get above the fray, I mean, that's honestly, it's why we did the, the conference, uh, our, 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 we have this thing called faster mind. We've, and, uh, we do this conference once a year in January and it's, it's not massive. It's not thousands. Mm-hmm. It's like a hundred people. And it's, it's meant to be like the kind of thing that you don't go to once it, it this is, this is your, you're going to start your mm-hmm. year this way. Mm-hmm. It's a rhythm. It's a, I'm going to go here, get some perspective, get reminded about reality a little less on the hype and a little bit more on the real. And if you walk out of this conference with one thing that you know you need to go do, and it's actually the thing, we're going right. to call that a win. It's that's what the whole I, the next thing that. is. You know what? I don't. Yeah. Well, it's so fun. It's, it's so funny because the bar is kind of low. It's like really, I only have to get one thing, and we're going to call this a win. But honestly, I can't tell you how many conferences I've been to in my life where I have a thousand things and none of them get done, and they're good right. things. But I'm just it's. I don't need that. I need, I just need one I thing at a what, time. I man. can't tell you how many people um, I sit down with at, you know, at a show or whatever, and they have their bag and it's full of, I don't know, two or 300 brochures and whatnot. And I think, and, and you know, we talk <laughs> yeah. about it and I say, Hey, you know what you should do? Pull three of those out of there and throw the rest of the bag away. And people can't yeah. do it. And, and yet I know. Yeah. For the most part, people are going to take those bags home. Maybe they'll sort through it. Maybe they won't. Um, but the point is, pick a few things and just focus on those. And that is a huge win. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think three is like the three, max three, that, well, that I could. Yeah, compared to one, three three's a lot. Yeah. For me, for me. Yeah, I mean, again, maybe there's just there's super performers out there, but I, I've been amazed at how much I've done in my life when I've done I, like my, my pace is so much faster when I pick mm. fewer things. Mm-hmm. It's just amazing. It's like Ram. Like if I'm, if I have 18 mm. apps open, uh, right. everything slows down. But if I have one, I tend to get 
moving along, even if it feels like it's, I should be doing other things. That whole should comparison, envy, all that stuff, man. Uh, and the, and the contrast, I guess where I want to spend more time is just on the positive. It's like, man, my friends who slow the train down, who do one thing at a time, even though life gets complicated and there's a lot of potential interruptions and don't they just look mm. like they're flourishing? Like that they, they have mm. a more full life. I don't know. That's what, why are we doing the business thing? Uh, for any other reason, but then to have a full life, I don't know. I, otherwise, if we're just doing for the money, we probably should just yeah. work for the man yep. somewhere or, you know, yep. that's a good point. Seems it to sounds me. as though you, you have mentioned several potential solutions, um, for, for when someone or when a business owner in particular gets paralyzed by what's next, uh, the perspective, mm-hmm. um, community, um, and, uh, just th- this last one of, of how would you, how would you categorize what we just talked about specifically? Yeah, I, I, I um, I, there's probably a lot slowing of ways to describe down. it. Uh, like it's slowing down, but it's it, like bigger picture. It's really taking mm. responsibility. Wow. Like it's, it's almost it. like <laughs> saying, okay, <laughs> whatever. No, all I, I don't want to get all like, like heady about it. It's not meant to be that way. It's just more like, look, for whatever reason, you and I got born in this era and our kids might have a more complex era than we have right now. Uh, that's their, their burden to bear. And people before us might've had a different one, but we have this one. So how do I take responsibility for this high supply of, you know, dopamine kind of stuff and low, low supply of, uh, of that and, I, and of the serotonin stuff. And I, I that, in my mind, that just tells me what to go do. That gives me my marching orders. I need to build into my life analog things with human beings who know who know me and know me enough to, without me saying a lot of words, can kind of tell uh, if I need somebody to reach out and, and can trust that I'm paying attention to them too, uh, that I can kind of step away. And it's, it's so interesting. Um, my, my two favorite atheists I, I read and listen to these days um, – one is a, a book uh, by a guy named Ryan Holiday. It's called Ego is the Enemy. And uh, he wrote another book called The Obstacles Away. And they're, they're great books. In fact, Ego is the Enemy. It's funny. I, I mentioned I'm a Christian. Um, I think Ego is the Enemy is the best case for Christianity written by an atheist. It's so good. It's so good. But the other one I'm into right now uh, is, a, is a book by Russell Brand, mm-hmm. uh, the mm-hmm. English comedian. And it's on recovery. Mm-hmm. It's a 12-step program book that he's, you know, he's, he, his, life was a nightmare. And he's, I think he's like right now around 14 oh, yeah. or 15 years recovery. sober of he's, a lot of working. A lot. Yeah. But he the is. guy's, it's brilliant. His, uh, he's so articulate <laughs> yeah. and so hilarious. And, um, but he, so I, I also love too, that he, he's noticing his need for power that's greater than himself mm-hmm. to navigate mm-hmm. life. And that, that makes sense to me. And that the ego, which is being, um, you know, held up in this age we're in is held up so high. It's so celebrated, uh, that we got, this is, there's an invitation to wake up and say, that's not good for me as a human being. I need more, I need more than just my ego. And friends are so good at helping us get off our egos, man. Like (laughs) it's uh, real friends are, it's it's, it's helpful. I think that to a degree we want to do that. And it's, and it's certainly easier to do this with others, isn't it? 
We don't always do it well. Yes. Right? I, I don't always do right. it well. Let me, let me put it that way. I don't uh, either. But it, yeah. it, it's something that it's, it, it can come very naturally to uh, knock your friend off yeah. his high horse. There's no question. Um, yeah. And when that's done yeah. well, it's, I think it's an absolute blessing. Well, the game is love, man. That's what we're this. The, the only game that matters is love. And and this is the part of love that isn't just kind of like yeah. whimsy, flimsy. We used to yeah. Georgie Porgy earlier. Like it's, yeah. it's it's not it's I'm talking like real love, the kind of love that like shows up when it's freaking hard. Uh, and also that because you showed up when it was hard, when it's not hard, you're you're having a beer and you're laughing and you're together in a way that is reserved exclusively for superhumans who have friendship that is real and the more i'm around i just that's all i want to spend my time doing is is that and then i forget and i act like a dumbo and but then i wake up and i go again and and try to build it more in my life like that's that's the ebb and flow but the people that flourish the most man they they just are people who they pour their creativity for the sake of love they pour their business acumen for the sake of love they leverage their relationships they leverage everything around them for the sake of these big, this bigger game. And I think the, the, the tragedy of the moment we're in is the invitation is so big to play the smallest of games around. And I, I don't, I don't, anyone is going to wake up and go, I'm so glad I spent my <laughs> life that way where I just responded to everybody's yeah. request of me and never paid attention yeah, to I was the people that I engaged on Instagram. Respo- responded individually in individual I'm, comment response to every person you know so so that my comments went up wow i i made it happen yeah yeah and i i it's it's so easy to get cynical quick but i i i get like i i get I why i get why don't get me wrong i i, I wasn't you know saying that I, as I, I read about it somewhere. yeah <laughs> I, I really that's the dope I, don't me and dopamine have a pretty tight relationship you know i should have the analogy i should have used yeah. so, you know other than crack was mcdonald's or a drawn out <laughs> italian feast you know I, that's yeah there you go there that, no, uh, that's, that's the one it. i can relate that's to. it mm-hmm. it's babette's feast or mm. or del taco mm. man and uh big mac value uh, meal super size yeah. Or, or even, even if you're, if you happen to be in mm-hmm. the Big Mac value meal, you know, lineup at drive through right now, it's mm-hmm. late and you got kids screaming and you're just, just had a rough week and you're listening to this podcast and that's where you're at. First of all, yes. grace on you, grace on you. Like right. you just need to start there. Grace on you. But number two, even mm-hmm. if you get the Big Mac with Patty's. two all beef, yeah. patty, special mm-hmm. sauce, less the cheese, chickens or whatever mm-hmm. onions on a sesame seed bun, whatever that is for you, that your version of that, at the very least, slow down enough to enjoy yes. the sizzle. Just like, to, 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 I gobble up, I can gobble up a steak too quick sometimes and not get the value. Like, slow the train down and that, you're well, going to get Jim a lot Gaffigan further than was you right think. about the fries though. And you can't wait too long to eat those fries. <laughs> you, you got about seven good minutes. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? You know, I I can, I can defer to the expert on this. I'm one. sorry that's that good. I'm the expert, but I'm, unfortunately, that's probably true. <laughs> hey, do do one thing before we go. Can, can you uh, where where yeah. do I go to find Fastermind? Is it is it Fastermind.co, right? And dot co. Yep. 
as in, you know, right. like co-oping and like co-op, like so we're together on this whole deal. Um, so yeah, faster mind, mm-hmm. like mastermind, but a little faster, mm-hmm. fastermind.co. And, uh, and, uh, Dane Sanders, uh, you, you Google that, it'll show up pretty quick. So, um, th- that's an easy way to find that stuff too, whatever's easiest. But I would say that it's not for everybody. Like mastermind is, I get that for whatever reason, different places, people are, are in for other kinds of things. But if, if folks are listening and they're like, yeah, I'd like to start someplace, maybe start my year a certain kind of way. Uh, I, I, I give us a try. I have a hunch. Uh, there'll be some, some, some good things for you in that. And at the very least, just go to the site. There's some fun goodies there for folks that to just uh, dip their toe. If, if uh, coming to Southern California oh, in January, the is timing of it right couldn't now. be better, honestly, for so many different reasons. Mm-hmm. Thanks, man. Hey, Jed, I am so <laughs> glad that you do this. I am so glad. Uh, I just, I'm glad the white house is behind it. I, I love white house. Yeah. I just think this is the, you know, Seth Godin talks about making a ruckus. This is the right kind of ruckus, man. And I'm so, so glad that you oh, exist on the planet that, and that, that you are my friend. Ways, so brother. thank you. I really appreciate your time. And I look forward to speaking with you again, both here on the interwaves as well as in person. Yeah. yeah me too. Thanks, Jed. Thanks, Jed.